Well, good evening. It's good to be together again this first day of the week here at Lakeside, and we do have visitors with us tonight. We're very thankful for your presence. I want to invite you back at any opportunity that you can to be with us. As the temperatures drop tonight, I pray that each and every one of us will make it home safely. If you would at this time, please open your Bibles to Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Tonight I want to present a message to you in the form of a question. We're living in an age in which we are finding ourselves in a situation called the coronavirus. This virus is also called COVID-19 and has spread quickly around the world. This virus is known as a pandemic, which is defined as a prevalent disease through an entire country, continent, or the entire world. As of Friday, January the 2nd, 2022, there have been 302,917,625 cases, resulting in 5,495,000 124 deaths. Presently, there is no cure for this virus, simply a vaccine to lessen the effects if one comes in contact with the coronavirus. Therefore, measures by the government, medical professionals, and one's personal self have been suggested to help slow the spread of the coronavirus. Items such as thoroughly washing one's hands for 20 seconds, coughing in one's arm or tissue, practicing social distancing or getting tested for verification if one has contracted the coronavirus or quarantining if one tests positive for COVID-19. Borders of many countries have been closed, preventing one from entering or leaving. Many college or professional sporting events went through a season where fans were limited or not allowed at all within arenas or ballparks. Large gatherings have been canceled or suspended. Schools have gone through a period of time in which they were closed or suspended due to COVID-19. My brothers and my sisters, it is sad, and I do mean very sad, what is happening around the world. As Christians, we offer condolences to those who have lost loved ones around the world. As believers, we pray for the brotherhood to remain encouraged and united through this pandemic. As concerned citizens, we are hopeful that our awesome God will guide the hands of doctors and scientists in conjunction with leaders of both foreign and domestic to work together to find a cure for this virus. We do not know what the future holds, but our hope is in the one who holds the future. During this pandemic, we must trust Jehovah and his power to heal. As we walk carefully, it is my prayer that none of us test positive for COVID-19 or any other disease or virus that is harmful. It is at this time that I stop to remember our sister Melinda Howard and her battle with cancer. We pray to God earnestly that he will rid her body of this disease. So my brethren, so brethren, my plea to you is to stay safe. However, beyond virus testing, there is one test of all humanity it will be wise to undergo before we close our eyes for the last time. 
This test is a self-examination to determine whether you are in the faith or not. As we find in 2 Corinthians 13 and verse 5, verse 5, your Bible says, Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless, indeed, you are disqualified. In this test, we are not looking for a negative result, rather a positive result. So as mentioned prior, the title of the lesson today comes in the form of a question. Have you tested positive for Jesus Christ? In the text of Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, two apostles, Peter and John, were tested to see if they were from God. We read about this in the prior verses of Acts chapter 4, verses 5 through 12, in which the council questioned, by what authority are you teaching and doing these things? So if you will, look at your Bible. In Acts chapter 4, we're going to read verses 5 through 12. On the next day, their rulers and elders and scribes were gathered together in Jerusalem. And Annas the high priest was there, and Caiaphas and John and Alexander, and all who were of priestly descent. When they had placed them in the center, they began to inquire, By what, pow by what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers and elders of the people, if we are on trial today for a benefit done to a sick man as to how this man has been made well, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ the Nazarene, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead, by this name this man stands here before you in good health. He is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, but which became the chief cornerstone. And there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among men by which we must be saved. As we look to ourselves in the 21st century, we go to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1, where the Bible commands us not to believe every spirit but to test the spirits whether they are from God. Why? Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. The results of the test regarding Peter and John are in, and both apostles tested positive for Jesus Christ. Testing positive for Jesus Christ is the very best thing that could ever happen to any one of us. We don't want anyone to leave here tonight not knowing how Jesus is transmitted among humanity. We don't want anyone lacking the clear symptoms which accompany a positive test result for Jesus Christ. We don't want anyone ignorant of the response they will receive from the world when our family, our friends, our co-workers, and our neighbors have recognized that we too have tested positive for Jesus Christ. There are three points that we will notice in Acts chapter 4 this evening and the lesson will be yours to respond to. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, point number 1 is this, been with Jesus. Listen to your Bibles again as we read Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. Now as they observed the confidence of Peter and John and understood that they were uneducated, untrained men, they were amazed and began to recognize them as having been with Jesus. Been with Jesus. The last three words of this verse. Been with Jesus is how one gets Jesus. 
No one can contrite Jesus without first having been with Jesus. The way the apostles walked and they talked and reasoned was evidence that they had something the council did not have. They had Jesus. The only way that we can show that we have first been with Jesus is to have been taught by Jesus. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 17 through 24 is our reference verse for this point. Ephesians chapter 4 verses 17 through 24 says, This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness to work all uncleanliness and greediness. But you have not so learned Christ. Now verse 21, if indeed you have heard him and at this point have been taught by him as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off concerning your former conduct the old man which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God, in true righteousness and holiness. Having been with Jesus, we have been taught by Jesus. But not only do we need to be taught by Jesus, we must be obedient to Jesus. There are a lot of people that have been taught by Jesus, but they don't do what Jesus says. We must obey Jesus. Your Bible says in John 3 and verse 36, he who believes in the Son has everlasting life, and he who does not obey the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abides on him. Who is the verse referencing when it says the wrath of God abides on him? Well, that is the one who does not believe in the Son, the one who does not believe and do what Jesus says. Not only do we have to be taught by Jesus and be obedient to Jesus, if we want to test positive for Jesus, we must be baptized into Jesus. It is impossible to obey Jesus unless you have obeyed that command to get into Jesus. Listen to your Bibles again in Galatians chapter 3 and the verses 27. Galatians 3, verse 27, the Bible says, For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. Not only do we have to be taught by Jesus, obedient and baptized into Jesus in order to show the world that we have been with Jesus and test positive for Jesus, we must continue to walk in Jesus. Colossians 2, verses 6 and 7. In Colossians 2, the Apostle Paul says, As you therefore have received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith, as you have been taught abounding in it with thanksgiving. The reason Peter and John in this text tested positive for Jesus is because they had been taught by Jesus. They were obedient to Jesus and had been baptized into Jesus. Even at that moment, they were walking with Jesus. That is why the council knew these men had been with Jesus. When we look at Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, we will come to our second point found within this text, and that is boldness. Again, we see in Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, now when they saw the boldness 
of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed. And they realized that they had been with Jesus. As Peter and John, before the council, telling the council by what authority they were acting, these men perceived that they had been with Jesus because of their boldness. Do you realize that the same men that Peter and John stood before were the very men who had Jesus crucified just a short time prior? There was no weakness in these apostles to defend Christ and to preach him and him crucified and to accuse these men of killing the Son of God. It takes boldness to do what they did, and the only reason, only reason they were bold is because they had been with Jesus. We need to understand that boldness is the sign of one who tests positive of Jesus. Fearfulness and weakness is not something that we get from God. The Bible tells us in 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7, 2 Timothy 1 and verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Boldness is one thing that we can get from God. To be bold in our conviction and to pro proclaim Christ is an indication that we have tested positive for Jesus Christ. So let's consider three points when it comes to boldness that we can see in Acts chapter 4. In Acts chapter 4 and verse 13, we see that boldness ignores what we don't have. Peter and John, the Bible says, were uneducated and common men, but that didn't stop either of them. Peter and John ignored the fact that they lacked formal education. They disregarded their lack of professional certificates and proclaimed Christ anyway. There are so many Christians that look at their lack of education as an excuse and a reason to why they cannot stand up for a Christ who stood up for them on Calvary. We cannot use this as an excuse. We cannot say, I don't know enough Bible to talk to my friends or my family about Jesus, or I haven't gone far enough in school to stand before a group of people and proclaim Christ. If you have been with Jesus, then you have boldness, and a boldness ignores all those other things because Peter and John ignored it. They stood before scholars and proclaimed Jesus, and they never considered their education. They had Jesus, they were bold, and therefore they understood they didn't need the world, but the world needed, to, needed them to tell them about Jesus. So do we today? Secondly, Boldness uses what we do have. Peter and John didn't focus on what they were lacking, but they focused on what they had. In Acts chapter 4, verses 19 through 20, the Bible reads, But Peter and John answered and said to them, Whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Notice here, they would only speak the things of which they had seen and heard. They had seen and heard Jesus and knew it was only right to do what Jesus had said and not what the world was telling them to do. Peter and John may have lacked education, but they had access to all that they had seen and all that they had heard. So as Christians, if we have been with Jesus, we need to exercise 
and display boldness. And that boldness doesn't focus on what we don't have, but tells what we do have. We have Jesus Christ. Some will say, I don't know what the Greek says on that word. Well, I don't know. Some may ask, what does the Greek say on that verse or passage? Well, I don't know about Greek, but I know that I was lost and now I'm saved. I don't know much about hermeneutics, but I do know what Jesus said and has done for me. I know that I was in sin and now I'm in his kingdom. Run and tell all that. Run and tell that to all that you can. That's what Peter and John did because they were bold, and they were bold because they had been with Jesus. It's right about this time that Aaron's looking fun at me and saying, hermeneutics, you've never used that word before. <laughs> and she'd be right. I learned that word for this lesson. Hermeneutics is the theory and methodology of interpretation of biblical scripture. Another thing boldness does is that thirdly, it prays for more boldness. Acts chapter 4, verses 29 through 30. And now, Lord, look at your threats and grant it to your bondservants to speak your word with all confidence. While you extend your hand to heal, and signs and wonders take place to the name of your holy servant Jesus. Peter and John realized that boldness is what was necessary to spread the simple and pure gospel of Christ. So when they came... So when they came from the presence of the council and they reported all that they had to the church in Jerusalem, the church prayed, and one thing they prayed for was that they remain bold and become bolder to preach what saith the Lord. The gospel is the good news. My brothers and sisters here at Lakeside, through boldness, we will do God's work through the authority of Christ. The work we are commanded to do is reaching out to the lost. Through boldness, we will speak the gospel, the word of Christ. Through boldness, we will heal those who are sick in sin because everyone living in the sin, living in sin has tested negative for Jesus. And the only way to rid the, to rid the world of sin is to get them in contact with Jesus Christ. Ears must be bent to Christ's word. Hearts must be touched through the believing of his word. Minds must be changed by the repentance of sin. Mouths must be touched to confess the sweetest name on mortal tongue. Bodies must be touched through the waters of baptism to remove sin from their soul. Hands and feet must be touched to walk hand in hand with Jesus Christ. That's why we must be bold, because the world is untouched, and we need to touch them with the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, have you been with Jesus? Do you have the boldness? which is a sign that you have been with Jesus Christ. Finally, I want to conclude today's lesson by looking again at our original text in Acts chapter 4 and verse 13. And when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated common men, they were amazed, and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. They were amazed, marveled, or astonished, your version may say, which brings us to our third and final point of bewilderment. We have to accept and recognize the fact that bewilderment is the response of the world when we have tested positive for Jesus Christ. Consider how we have looked at an individual the last two years when they cough. We give them a look of concern that they might have something or test positive for something 
that we don't want. So when we are bold and we have shown that we have been with Jesus, expect the world to look at you funny. Expect them to be astonished because you know that you have tested positive for Jesus. That's the response of the world. Acts chapter 4 and verse 13 tells us the world was surprised by the results of Peter and John. The council would say, how can uneducated men be bold like this? It amazed or bewildered the council. How was it that Peter and John were quoting more scripture than the council? They were bewildered by the response and the actions of these men. Not only that, but when you test positive for Jesus, know that threats are inevitable. They were threatened in Acts chapter 4 to never speak in the name of Jesus again. When they prayed in Acts chapter 4 and verse 29, they didn't pray that God would stop the threats. They said, when the threats come, give us more boldness that we may continue to preach your word in the midst of these threats. The Apostle Paul reminds the young Timothy in 2 Timothy, verses 3 through 12, 2 Timothy 3, 2 Timothy 3, 12 through 13. That indeed all who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted, while evil people and impostors will go on from bad to worse, deceiving and being deceived. So don't be surprised when people are surprised. Don't be surprised when you know that threats are coming. When you test positive for Jesus, threats are inevitable. Not only that, when we look at Acts chapter 5 and verse 13, expect to be untouched by many. The Bible reads in Acts chapter 5 and verse 13, but none of the rest dared to associate with them. However, the people held them in high esteem. What does this verse mean? It means that the pretenders or half-hearted followers appreciate the apostles, but they appreciate them from a distance. They didn't want to get too close or join the apostles out of fear of getting what the apostles had. The apostles had Jesus, and they didn't want to have Jesus because they didn't want to go through the beatings and the imprisonments the apostles were going through as a result of having Jesus. So they appreciated them from afar. When we have something that others don't want, people tend to stay away, and that's what they did with the apostles. Do you recall Peter? who just a short time prior, in Matthew 26 and verse 33, Confess Jesus, even if they all fall away because of you, I will never fall away. But the very next verse we know Jesus tell him, Truly, I say unto you, this very night, before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Peter pro proclaims again with even more certainty, Even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. All the disciples said the same thing. But later then in the same chapter, Matthew 26, we find that Peter, questioned by a servant girl, said, You too were the, with the Jesus. You too were the, you too were with Jesus the Galilean, but Peter denied. Then another servant girl saw him and said, This man was with Jesus of Nazareth. And again, Peter denied with an oath, I do not know the man. A little later, a bystander came and said, Peter, surely you are one of them? For even the way you talk gives you away. 
Then Peter began to curse and swear, I do not know the man. Then the rooster crowed, just as Peter, just as Jesus had told Peter it would happen. We see Peter stood afar from Jesus when Peter had just affirmed that he would die for Jesus. See how, our, see how peer pressure works? It can easily overtake our good intentions. Peter, who fell when weak, would shortly stand with John so boldly in front of the council. The apostles knew they had a different job. Their job was to give everyone what they had. So even if others are hiding, it's our job to do the seeking. Because the Bible tells us in Luke 19 and verse 10 that Jesus came to seek and save the lost. If you have confessed Jesus this evening and have been with Jesus, then be bold. Even though people are bewildered, run out and teach as many people as you can so they can get Jesus Christ. That's the job of a Christian. So I need to know this evening, have you tested positive for Jesus Christ? If Jesus were to sample your, bl your blood, would he find himself in you? Often there are many false positives out there. There are a lot of people that have a common cold, but they feel they have the coronavirus. There are a lot of people that claim to have something that they don't have. In the religious world today, so many are saying, I know I have Jesus, but they aren't bold. They claim they've got Jesus, but they haven't been taught by him. They claim to have Jesus, but don't do what he says through his word. They claim they have Jesus, but, Jesus, but haven't been baptized into him. They claim to have Jesus, but they don't walk with Christ. They claim to have Jesus, and the world likes them, but can't stand you, and you both claim to have the same thing. Again, Jesus repels the world, but they must look to Jesus to be drawn to him. And so our job is simple. If you have tested positive for Jesus, then you are continuing to be taught by Jesus through his word. Are you being obedient to the things that we read about in scripture? Have you truly been baptized into Christ? And if so, are you walking with him? Don't be intimidated when people are bewildered. Just understand that you can expect that as evidence that you are truly have Christ dwelling within you. But if you're not testing positive for Jesus, don't leave here tonight. Say, oh, I'm glad I don't got that. I'm glad I tested negative today. No, that shouldn't be your response leaving here today. If you're testing negative for Jesus, then all you need to do is to come forward and be baptized with him today. Have your sins washed away, walking with him in the newness of life, and you too can leave this place testing positive for Jesus Christ. We must continue to walk with Jesus. Do you believe what you've heard this evening? If so, give up sin. Have your mind and your heart touched. Confess him to be the son of God. Be baptized. Have your sins washed away because you don't want to test positive for sin. Rather, you want to test positive for Jesus Christ. The cure for sin is here this evening. And that's Jesus Christ. So let Jesus be part of so let Jesus be part of you tonight before leaving this building. Allow him to save you this evening and allow God to quarantine you from sin. Separate yourself out of darkness and place you into his light. Let him take you up out of this world and place you with all the other saved folks, placing you into his church, the only church we read about in the New Testament, and that is the Church of Christ. 
When you're quarantined by God, that's never a bad thing. Test positive for Jesus and allow him to quarantine you into his church. Go into all the world and teach everyone the love of God so that, she, so that they too can get Jesus. Maybe you're a Christian who once tested positive for Jesus, but at some point in your life, tested positive for Jesus at some point in your life, but now if your blood was tested today, it would come back negative. You were spiritually sick. Let God fix you as only that he can. As we sing, Jesus is the great physician. He is sympathizing with you and wants you to be saved this evening. Make it right today before it's everlasting too late. Whatever your need be tonight, make a wise-hearted decision. While we stand and sing, the song has been selected for your encouragement. 